Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away and when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We hear these words quite a bit. We think about them and we think about all the ways that we share God with each other. And sometimes I think that one of the most memorable situations I have of experiencing this has nothing to do with really saying God said this or God said that or God said do this. But it lies in a situation where I learned a lot about what it really means to grow together with someone. Usually when we think about a person learning, so often we think that there is somebody who is teaching and somebody who is learning. And whoever is teaching is just going to provide things they know and whoever is learning is going to absorb them. And it's a one-way street. But I have found that when we grow together, it's more of an interaction that leaves both sides learning something and growing closer together and closer with God. Because we practice all that God teaches us. That instead of just saying, oh, go love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might and keep all the commandments. Do these things. I could tell you guys to do these things, do these things, do these things, but if we're not sharing in the experience and growing together, it's going to be much harder to feel them, to live them, to understand them. And I think back to something that I learned with my dad. And the entire memory is built on knowledge that I have yet to use after two decades. We both learned something new, and we have yet to actually use it. But part of it's because the experience itself surrounding what we learned enabled both of us to grow. We learned from watching one of those very crafty programs on PBS how to reupholster a chair. What type of fabric to use, how to make sure that it's in good shape, how to put your padding in, the tools you're going to need, what you're going to have to do, how to make sure everything's pulled even and tight, and how to make it look good when you're all done reupholstering a chair. And you know, strangely, 
It's so ingrained in my mind, I could probably go out and reupholster a chair right now. But I've never actually had the opportunity to use this knowledge. But it stuck with me because of how I learned it. I was a teenager and could not drive yet. And like all teenagers, I had some problems. And on this particular day, I had gotten angry and I had left without telling anybody where I was going or how I could be reached. And nobody quite knew where I had gone, except my dad. And I think, honestly, he just figured that if I was going to go somewhere to be alone, he knew where I was going to go. And he was right. I had gone to my grandfather's house. He had passed, and we were still trying to get everything cleaned out of the house and picked up. And I would go there because there was still furniture, and there was a TV and a refrigerator, and it was a nice little hideaway. Well, I remember I was sitting there, and my dad knocked. And I remember he knocked. Because it was an odd thing for anybody to do in a house that nobody lived in anymore. But he gave me the opportunity to come answer the door. And he came in and we sat down and he just sat. He didn't yell at me. He didn't begin lecturing me. He didn't tearing to me with how worried everybody was. He asked if I was all right. Pretty sure I said I, I might be. And we sat and we watched this program. And as we sat and we watched, we talked and we joked about reupholstering chairs and how we might have all the tools that we need right in the basement and maybe we should start cleaning those up so we can go and start reupholstering chairs today because we'd hate to let this go to waste. And I can look back on that and remember all of it because I remember that my dad did something that has always stuck with me. My father showed me grace. I had not done anything at that point to earn it. I had been rather obnoxious, I had been angry, I had stormed out, I had run away. In my eyes, I deserved a good yelling at, I deserved to be lectured. But instead I was shown grace. And that day, we grew together. We learned something together that we both still joke about to this day. Two decades on, we haven't reupholstered a chair. But we both remember that day. Because I think my father learned how much I was struggling. And I learned that I really didn't have to run away. Because somebody was there willing to listen, 
willing to be patient, willing to show me kindness. Even when I was angry, even when I was upset. And you know, it sticks with me. Because we shared in that experience and we shared in that moment, we grew together. And I think I may have learned more about grace and love and mercy in that one moment than I can think of anything else from my childhood. And I think it sticks with me because there were so many opportunities for it to go differently. But instead, I still remember that moment. of my father simply caring. Caring enough to learn about me. Caring enough to find out how I was doing. Caring enough to come hunt me down and see that I'm okay. Caring enough to let me take as much time as I need it. And I learned about God on that day. Because I saw God's love in action. I saw God's mercy in action. I saw grace in action. Now I'm sure he would tell you that he was just being a good dad. And you know, in some ways he's right. He was being a good dad. Because he was taking all of those things, all of those lessons, and teaching them in a way that I would remember. Teaching them in a way that would actually affect how I lived my life. And I keep those tucked inside. And I hope that I too can grow with my kids. That I can be that kind of father to them. That though I might speak about God's love and God's mercy and God's strength and how it helps if we work together in God. But I hope that I can grow with them. I hope I can grow with them in that love and that hope and that strength and that mercy and that grace. That I don't just tell them about it, but that I keep it on my hand, on my forehead, on the doorposts of the house. And that I keep it there not by writing it down and pointing it out and saying, see, there it is. But by living it. Every single day. Because when we grow together, when we take the time to learn about each other, to hear each other, not just to speak, but to listen. And not just to hear 
but to truly take in the experiences that we share together and the feelings that we have. And we do them in the name of our God. We do them in love and we do them in mercy and we grow together. And we do it in Christ. We grow together in a way that we could never do on our own. Because we learn from each other. We learn from our shared experiences and we grow together more than we can separately. Because God put us here to be with each other. To be together. To experience things together. That God didn't make the church each an individual that stood on their own, but he made the church a group that comes together. Because we come together to this place to grow together. To care together. To love together. To give together. Because together... We experience God. And together we share in hope. And together we build a lifetime of love and trust and mercy and grace. And we build something that will last because we build it in our God. And we'll see it from generation to generation that it will continue on. And we will continue to grow in our God in all that is good and all that is right in this world. And we'll do it together. Amen.